the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. There's been so much happening over the last week. Um, but I want to first start off the show um, offering my thoughts and prayers to the family of, I believe her name was Ariana Preston. She was a Chicago police officer shot and killed last night right around 1.45 a.m. on 81st and Blackstone. And she was just leaving her shift. Yeah. It's unfortunate what's happening to our police officers. It's unfortunate. I mean, that's a black community. She was a black sister. Shot and killed. Bet you ain't going to see that all over the media. Um. There's still an ongoing investigation to determine why she was shot. Um, hopefully some people around there have ring doorbells where they can pick up and see what actually happened. Um, one of the uh, responding police officers took her into a squad car and rushed her to the hospital. My heart breaks for the men and women who serve, not just Chicago Police Department, but across this country, who are targeted. You know, they always talk about how black people are targeted in these communities, but police are targeted. There's a huge target on policing on on the back of police officers today because they want to do their job. Unfortunately, there's going to come a day soon when the police officers are going to start looking the other way. I would hope not. I would hope those brave, bulletproof mind soldiers wouldn't do that. But when you look at what's happening, look at what's the incoming administration. Uh, I will say this. I got to give him a hat tip. Um, uh, what's his name? Waller. Um, he's now the acting superintendent from everything I know. I know about him and people I've talked to. Um, he's not part of that woke crowd. So that was an interesting pick to be the in- interim until they find a, a superintendent. I believe that's not, that won't happen until October or something like that. I believe. But that's an interesting pick. But, you know, you never know what happens when you give people power and how they shift and how they change. I I hope he's good for the men and women in blue uh, of Chicago. Uh, We're going to be discussing in the show today uh, what happened to the homeless guy on the train on the subway in New York, Neely. He was choked out by a Marine. Uh, A lot of people, that's that's, that's all you hear. It ends there. He was choked out by a Marine. 
No one talked about the actions of this individual prior to the Marine standing, stepping up where all these men were just standing around. This, this brave guy stood up and tried to protect the people that were on that subway. Um, I can't wait to Reverend Letty, the prosecutor's coming in, because he and I are going to really delve in Villan. We're going to really delve into the, the impact of liberal and progressive policy as it relates to the black community, because, and, and just communities overall. Um, because you realize just how their policies have affected so many great, what was once great cities, Detroit. You know, you look at Chicago, you look at Philadelphia. These places are not run by an ideology that's conservative or to the right. They're run by progressives, or as I call them, regressives. So many people think that progressives are progressing. No, they're just taking us back, I believe, as I look out and see. And also, I know I don't have any 120 life. Dan and Sean, get some 120 life in this place, please, because I want to use it. Because I know, um, and, and maybe not, because Villan's been checked out. The Troublemaker's been checked out. But the Reginald Clay Jr. shooting. Uh, I think where they're going to try to stick him is he, the pursuit policy. He violated the pursuit policy. You know, in Chicago, where bad guys do things wrong, you can't chase them. I forgot about that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's where they're going to stick him. Troublemaker, how was your vacation? It was beautiful. It was beautiful to be around people that don't care about any of this crazy you know, a continuation of what I was talking about last week. You know, it's it's some people that they don't want to talk politics. They only want to talk family. They only want to do family stuff. They go out on a boat, hunt, just have a good old time. You know, they, they, they just do not care about what we're talking about right now. It's a good thing and a sad thing at the same time because I know you're safe in your safe space. You know who, how I rail against people in their safe spaces, but you're letting the animals, the inmates, rule from a distance. Right. You know, I mean, I, I know nobody's coming on your land and nobody's, you know, coming to your front door telling you what to do and you feel free. Well, how long will that last? I do ask myself that, but it's it's a comfortability in being ignorant. It is. It That's is. True. I mean, ignorance not a bad word, people. You know, I, I, I love all you people in the rural areas, but you are ignorant to what's going on in these big cities and counties. You know, you can be comfortable all you want, but one day it's going to touch you. It's touching the suburbs. They right. thought it couldn't touch them, the violence yeah. and all the crazy stuff. They was like, well, Oak it's... Oakbrook, bro. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite spots. Oakbrook. I never thought it would come this way, but... Guess when I wanted to get away from the city, I went to Oak Brook, Orland, and stuff like yep. that. But guess what? It's spilling over into the suburbs. Remember the Orland, Orland Mall shooting too? Yep. I, yes, I do. Craziness. But so I don't know how how fast it's going to get downstate. But you know, people migrate. But Vilan, here's a question: So how are the Democrats able to get away with painting a rosy picture coming come election time about all the greatness that's happening under their watch? When you look at the mayhem that's happening throughout these urban cities that are run by these progressives. I'm glad you said that. Uh, on my way in, right before I hit the studio, I was listening to Eisencraft I know, I on your new favorite network no, it's not that you favorite. like to listen to, uh, my old favorite network that I like to listen to. But um, he was talking to Sawyer, and Sawyer mentioned this word. He's, well, first he said he's a proponent of 
reparations, but he want he wants to use this other word, repair. He said, descendants of slaves. Roderick Sawyer. Yes, one of the guys, one of the people that lost. Yeah, he said that the black community, descendants of slaves, need repair. You you can't think that everything's going to be rosy overnight or things are going to flip on a dime if no repair is done to the black community. So he's fo- did he explain what repair meant? No, he, he, but they, they're very good at throwing out words, but no definitions of the, what those words mean, right? No, well, well, when he said he was a proponent of reparations, that's that's self-explanatory right there. Right. So now he wants to, you know, like um, make it sound softer by saying repair, and the reason why black kids are acting crazy downtown and stuff like that, and they minimized it by saying, oh, well, that's just one in, you know incident. Uh, Eisenhower was talking about how he goes outside and he sees a diverse group, thousands of kids, white, black, brown, walking around, eating at cafes, and nothing ever happens. But this one time, uh, these kids Bob. acted out. Baghdad Bob. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Sawyer said, well, now he's about black unity. First, we have to work on black unity first. Then that'll help everybody else because once black people get right, you won't see all this craziness spill over. <sighs> okay. I, I live in Joliet, a very diverse community, you know, and to say that I've always wondered what that meant. If we help black people get right first than everybody else, I think they live in this world of this bubble. Tell me where. And, and Vlad, this is this is my fight against this. Black people are powerful, brother. They, they They're doing great things. But we want to we want to focus on the the few that are not, and, and not highlight those people that are doing great things, right? Well, he did explain this point. He said, "Why are we always on the news, highlighted doing all of the bad stuff, all the criminal activity, and then we're the lowest performing people if you put them in, put them in categories?" So, you know, he has a point. We are highlighted on the news, and we are performing the lowest. Dan throws out the numbers all the time right, because they they commit more crimes. Yeah, but we perform lower in school, you know, and, and you know job performance. You know why? You got the CTU. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you know, we out where I live, we have some of the best school districts out there. You know why? Why the parents hold their feet to the fire. The unions are not as powerful as the CTU. Mm-hmm. So these local school boards, these people that run for school, even the, even the left leaning Democrats out there. Especially down there, like where I'm at, I mean, they don't play a lot of this woke crap. Yeah, and you know, they want to focus on on education, not you know Johnny becoming Mary. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. I was listening to a, a Christian station, 11:30, when I was coming in too, and they said that we need to empower the private schools more because those parents care more. And that's what we're doing at Grace Association. Uh, Jim Kip, hold the line, guys. I'm I'm a, I'm 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 calm. But I'm fired up on the inside. Trust me, because I'm sick of the foolishness that's happening across America. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. The answer. I feel my blood boiling now. Um, Babette, you're right. Um, Basically, the same statement I just said, said Babette from uh, Belly of the Beast, heard right after this show, every Saturday, 78, with Raquel 
Raquel Mitchell. You know Raquel can sing, right? Oh, yeah. You ever heard her sing? Yeah. Oh, she that's saw, right. That's she right. Sung last, yeah. um, Babette says, seems to me that lately there's too much focus on those that are black and fail or are criminals. What about those succeeding and achieving their American dream? What about the business owners, the entrepreneurs? Can we, you know, I mean, I mean, Villan, there, there, there are way more success stories than these, these so-called criminal stories. That's true. And, but, but that's not focused on, and, 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 and how is that a Republican issue when the media and, and even black elected officials are out there pushing this agenda? Because they know they can use us as a vehicle to get what they want. I, uh, no matter what. Emotions, right? It's not just emotions. It's, it's about the agenda. Like, just think about something. Ever since the Civil, Civil Rights Act was passed, I don't care if it was women trying to get their right to, to vote or to vote. Women, what's that? Women, just what's women. That? What do you mean? Do oh, they exist today? Oh, come on, man. Come no, on. No, I'm, do they exist today? Yes, they do. But, you know, women, LGBTQ, you think of a cause and a, and a group. They always use black people as the vehicle to say, hey, we want our, our rights too. And, and we, we accept being that vehicle to get everything else passed. Right. And that's what white liberals and Democrats, they, they know this, and that's what they do. They yeah. push on it. They use us as be the victim. Yeah, now, that's the better word. Yeah. We're, we're the victim. Uh, get behind this Spartan shield, black yeah. people. I, I heard your boy on that show, on that station, say um, that the Democrat Party is the party of Big Tent. You know my, you know my belief about that. The, I, the Democrat Party is not the party of the Big Tent. The Republican Party truly is the party of the Big Tent. Come as you are. The problem is the Democrat Party is the party of victimhood. As long as you rest, rely, as long as you have some victimhood story, you're accepted and welcome under that singular tent mm. Republicans and you know we, we have our fight and now I want to get into that because I've, I've been thinking about that long and hard all week about you know they were talking about it uh, on on your book on, on that other station yeah and and they basically talked about how Democrats don't do that oh. they don't have them open war fights I thought about this all week too that's the only thing I thought about is when Dennis said that he said it on a few different occasions and you know what I gotta push back on it what because uh when AOC first got elected, she was, oh, man, she was something else. She called out Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she called out a lot of people, yeah, her, the, the squad, yeah, all of them I remember, did. I remember. And Nancy Pelosi didn't say anything. She took her in her office. Yeah. Because this was when they were thinking that she could challenge Nancy yep. Pelosi. Yep. And uh, after she talked to her in the office, you didn't hear any fighting anymore. But. What was she giving? I don't know. Do you know that's how they operate? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you somebody else. Who? Uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Well, he's he, not. He's technically an independent. He's, uh, he's, he, you, he, he caucuses with the Democrat. Bernie is an independent. So I, I, he, I can he, feel him. Well, he's a Democratic socialist. Well, so yeah, he still he uses is. Democrat. That That's true. So he shot at people a lot. So if I tend to think about it, it's been a few that has called out their party in public many on many occasions. So you really right. can't say that they don't do it. The but, heart, but, but they don't do it the way we do it. Um, right. You know, dinos and all that and. Uh, I want to save that for later, though. Okay. Um, uh, Signor, Signor, you're right. I'm, there's nothing democratic about that party. That's why I said Democrat Party. I know they like to be called the Democratic Party. Yeah. Okay. Not this party. Not not today. Uh, let's go to Jim from Chicago. Jim. Hi, Berlin. Southern, you got a lovely vacation in there. I wish I could get seven days peace. <laughs> yeah, he's a bum. It sounds lovely wherever you went. It sounds lovely, Berlin. Oh, it's Michigan. Just Horton, say- Horton, Horton, Michigan. Oh wow! 
Yeah, it sounds lovely, wherever it was in. Yeah. I'm just going to say that the Schwartz character got 14 years in the joint for his participating in the January 6th riot. I just wonder if the grand old party would get a GoFundMe page <laughs> to pay for some of his commissary as years go on. I hope they don't forget about him anyway. No, that's what you you're know what I mean? hey, hey, that's what the Democrat Party does. Remember, they were funding, uh, even Kamala Harris, uh, they were uh, basically... We give everybody a break. But I was going to say... We give everybody a break. How about the how about the job uh, coming in on Friday at uh, the lowest black unemployment in the history of the United States is at four point seven. Uh, the whole the, the not only that, but the wages are going up also. Yeah. So Biden's got a good, good headwind to run to run on, guys. And the, anyway, the vacation sounds lovely. I got to get out of here for right. seven days. Put my mind on something else. <laughs> anyway, thanks for All thanks right. for taking my call, right. guys. Bye. Right. Thanks All a right. lot, Jim. But, but that's the price of inflation. You know, uh, the, the 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 market itself. Uh, this, you know, how many openings there are out there? Oh, I, I know. You know, and so because you can't fill the position, you're going to raise the, the 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 scale of of how much you're going to pay somebody. Yes, yeah. that's the only way. And then you know, a lot of people. Uh, with, with with this whole unemployment, do people went back to work or just not are not back on anybody's payrolls anymore? You know what? That's I, what's happening. I don't pay attention to that anymore because both sides use those numbers to make them look yeah. good, and and yeah. you don't know, you don't yeah. know who went back. I to work. I would love to see uh, uh how we measure unemployment totally gutted and changed. They won't do it, you know, because I mean, you look at it. You know, a lot of these um, 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 green energy jobs, right, mm-hmm. paying $10, $15 an hour and things like that part-time. I would love to see how they measure these. these, these. I totally got it. Because when I, when I was in, in the General Assembly, I sat on a committee on uh, unemployment insurance um, and, and how we, we would – Bruce Rana wanted to change how it was done here in Illinois mm-hmm. and how we um, – he had a whole bunch of uh, 44 agenda items. And – just listening to the to the people that are actually out there making making it work and how um some people at the table who were Democrats basically wanted to punish them it's like i i just don't i, I don't get that philosophy belong you no i don't and you could never measure those numbers because like in healthcare we have people that work agency and contract they technically don't work for the company right. they're independent contractors right one agent, one agency girl talked talked to me about that last week, and I said, "Oh man, okay, so you're an independent contractor." She said, "Well, yeah, Uber, Uber, all the all the all driving services, you, Amazon now, some you, part you can't because they're you know they don't even count them. The company can't even tell you about them. So you'll never you'll never get the actual number." Yeah, let's go to Michael from the South Side. Mike, what's up, brother? Mike, are you there? Yeah. Oh, you yawned. That was <laughs> oh, a yawn. I'm sorry. Hello, guys. What's, what's up? up? I'm sorry, I had some problems with the phone. I'm, I'm, my apologies. John, Berline, uh, thanks for taking my call. And no Berline, I, I, I'm glad you've had a very nice vacation. Uh, I got to back up Verlon. He's absolutely right. Uh, the Democrats have been playing black people for decades, and that includes immigration. Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you look at what happened at South Shore, yeah. it, it is a complete slap in the face. It is. It and is. and, and I, 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 I wish that, uh, and the problem is we don't have a leg to stand on. Uh, if you remember, Harold Washington started this whole sanctuary city business back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, oh, he and, did. Uh, I didn't and, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the other issue here is that we keep voting for leftist Democrats because 
they tell us that they support our agenda. The problem is that when we vote for our agenda, we're also voting for the agendas of feminists, LGBT activists, and immigration activists. Yeah, but- uh, I, I, I have a dream that someday the black community gets smart, gets smarter politically. Yeah. I, oh, they wow. need to. They really need to, Mike. Mike, but, but here's a question to, for you. Um, does it, do you, are you really concerned about it? Because, I mean, they voted for these people who are, who've implemented these policies. So, I mean, are you upset about that? I'm not. Well, I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm upset at the outcome, but, uh, you, you know, I, I gotta be honest. I gotta face facts. Uh, the black community voted for these yes. people yeah. who implemented these policies. It, it, and we're getting we're getting sucker punches. It's not just white liberals, but the thing that really bothers me is too is when they um, get black elected officials, black journalists, black uh, politicians, black community activists to back them up. Right. Have you seen? Have you heard any prominent black person in Chicago uh, oppose that development at South Shore? No, I, I have. Well, the alderman, right? Did, didn't didn't one of the aldermen, eighth ward alderman, come out and say something? Uh, I, I believe the eighth ward. Because that's, I believe that's in the eighth yeah, right. ward. I believe that's in the eighth ward, uh, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. That's uh, either the eighth or the fifth. I keep forgetting. But the, but uh, no Jesse, no, uh, no, uh, no Mayor Lightfoot, no Brandon Johnson. Here, here, real, real quick. Uh, there's, there's an audio I believe that um Dan and Amy played, or it might have been Sean. Let, let me see if this if, if this was the ultimate. While this crisis may constitute an emergency for the city of Chicago, it does not constitute an emergency for the South Shore community. I believe that's the 8th Ward Alderman right there. Oh. Uh, is that oh, yeah, Sophia I, King? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have to look. I'll look through the break, Mike. Mike, thanks so much for joining me. Michelle go. Harris? Uh, well, I'll look, I'll look through the break. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Kip Mitchell, hold the line. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe Welcome I'm back blind. to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the stu- studio with the troublemaker. Now the prosecutor has arrived. I just got one thing to say, John. Dennis is officially a black Italian. Uh-oh. He got some black in his blood somewhere because he's always on CP time. But I tell you one thing, just like black people, he show up looking good. Yeah. I, he looks young and hip, man. I'm like, what was this dude walking down the hallway? I didn't know who he was. You're not used to seeing him without a suit jacket or yeah, something? Yeah, he's always in a suit and sports coat. What's up? What's, What's up? up, Dennis? I'm just glad to see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, didn't have a chance to come in last week, but yeah. uh, thank you, Vermont. But it helps with the uh, identification of people Ooh. we talked about a few weeks back. Remember that, John? Oh, yeah. About being able to identify people at people's doors yeah. and, and looking at stuff. Villan knew. He could see. He could yep. see George, though. That's right. <laughs> he could not. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Some of the best stuff ha- happens during the break. <laughs> Excuse me. And that alderman was Alderman Michelle Harris. Michelle not, Harris. Not, not, not uh, Alderman Alderwoman King. Hey, I told you I didn't know. I've, yeah. I've been unplugged the, the whole week. Dennis, you're supposed to be sending me stuff, and you only send me No, one I week. let you rush. Sometimes you just need to decompress and get away from uh, the real world of stuff, because if you don't, you the, the way the, the news cycle is and what's going on in the world, it will tear you apart. It yeah. will make you more anxious than ever. Worse than what uh, COVID's doing is now here are the real repercussions. Yeah. And now we're seeing, John, where people's virtue signaling is now meeting the real world. Reality. That's right. 
well, we all want to be for everybody. We don't want to hurt anybody. And, and now we're seeing what yeah. we're going to watch what's yeah. going to happen. Pete has no home here signs. And Pete all has that, no right? home here. Uh, I talked to some friends in Springfield last week about how the Democrats couldn't wait to get out of Springfield. They were supposed to be in all weekend. Yeah. You know why they wanted out? Why's that? Because the mayor of Chicago needs a lot of money to cover um, uh, Congresswoman now, Delia Ramirez's legislation. Mm-hmm. That covers non-citizen insurance. Oh, oh. And it started with seniors. The estimated amount, John. Mm-hmm. And for all of us taxpayers here, and I am one of those people okay. who pay taxes in the state, um, was about $2 million a year. Then they lowered the the age, age and... Uh, Wait, can I stop you right there? Sure. Isn't this why? You, one of the things you taught me, never give them an inch. Because the moment you open up Pandora's box, I mean, it, I mean you, you look at it, marijuana, you look at uh, um, um, same-sex marriage. The moment you open up an inch or move an inch, that's their goal. They want to see how far they can go before you open up and, and step back, right? They want to see how far will you go before saying hell no. Yeah. And even though Republicans like to work in good faith and legislators that are Republicans, in my, I'll call it my generation, John, do that, that's not where the current folks are at. So we now have a, the state of Illinois is running a deficit, but they're not going to tell you that. I thought it was a balanced budget. It is a balanced budget. However, when you give away free Medicaid to non-citizens of basically any age, right. and you prioritize non-citizen disabled folks. Don't forget Medicare, too. Well, I'm talking about Medicaid state money. State money. And this allows now people that don't even have Medicaid, our residents that don't have Medicaid, People who are working part-time or work too many hours that don't qualify that have to go on Obamacare and then have real high levels uh, of payments, um, deductibles, they are now being prioritized by (laughs) non-citizens. That should never be what the state of Illinois stands for. We need to take care of our own citizens before we can go and help anybody else. I'm curious, though, that $2 million has blossomed to what? A billion dollars, John. And, and, and when was that bill passed? Uh, Delia Ramirez has only been a congresswoman for, I don't know, a few months. So you're basically saying... So she was only a, a state rep for a couple of years. Right. So you're basically saying all the money that they make from weed, marijuana is gone. Well, that's I'm sure that's already put into something right. else. Like, saying, like the saying. lottery and, and other things. Uh, what I did look at is, is how other states diversify yeah. their sales tax and different revenue streams. Illinois just continues to double and triple down on mm-hmm. property taxes. Mm-hmm. And you continue to give people things. And while you have a bunch of free money, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But all that free money is gone. And the state has been collecting uh, huge revenue as the economy has turned around. And there's a lot more money in the economy. Right. But now, I was told the Latino caucus was told their priorities whatever those legislative priorities were, we're now going to be next because this was going to, the, these numbers were going to be transferred to what their priorities were. Wow. And they didn't like that. Wow. So now you have the Democrats who have almost 80 House members, yeah. right? 40 state senators running around. And now everybody's going to have to sit down and agree how to cut the pie. Right. It used to be Republicans and Democrats would get together to figure it out. Right. 
Everybody would get a little bit of something, but not everything. And now all of our our special rainy day funds are gone. <sighs> and all of those things we've been told during the election cycle that Illinois is best days are ahead. Yeah. Are no longer and and then it's a lot of that had to do with citizens that we would split in the pie for now we're splitting the pie with nonsense and i have more to tell you after the break john oh, okay you gonna really make my i need 120 life I, I need to reach out to 120 life make them a sponsor of the show so they can send me 120 life how about that 120 <laughs> life make it happen you listen to the black and white radio we'll be right back Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. I got a question. I got a question. Has um, J.B. Pritzker... Offer to house any of these people in his hotels, the Hyatt? <laughs> I, I did ask the person I was talking to about that, if he was offering. I don't think the shareholders, his family would like, appreciate that. No, but that, but, but, but but he wants this 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 part of his policies too, though. I, it, they absolutely are. And for when you want to run for president, you need to be the first, furthest left progressive. Right. Then this is what the policies you're going to get. And when you're offering free Medicaid, you're telling people that are going to be surging the border on May 11th, you need to get to Illinois because Illinois has free health care, free shelter, free everything. And why wouldn't any migrant who's coming here take advantage of that? Look, look Dennis, this is this doesn't even matter. We we were on this road a long time ago when they enable women to not work and they get health care as long as they keep having babies. And then they switch the policy of the man being out of the home and coming back into the home. And as long as he's in the home under her Section 8 or whatever. All of those same benefits extend to him. This has been going out of whack for decades. This isn't nothing but just just hurry up and bankrupt the system. That's all. Just as, let's bankrupt. It. As we talked about off air, Blagojevich, when I was in Springfield, they institute the all kids. Yeah. So so now you have non citizen children coming in, getting free health care, moms getting free health care, and the state's gotta pay for it. But again, fifteen years ago that was a smaller number. Yeah. Oh, it's only 75,000 moms. And then it, it just blossoms and balloons from there. And then we are able, because as they call it in Springfield, the camel's nose under the tent. And then here's what happens. Let's expand it a little bit more. We progressively progress. And we continue to give more and more free stuff out. Right. When do you hollow out the state where there's nobody else left to tax? It's already been hollowed out. But 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 listen, I, I want you to hear Mayorkas. Uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to join that, that crowd of this, this dude needs to be impeached, uh, because of his inaction and Biden's inaction. Listen, listen, listen to what he says. The border is not open. It has not been open and it will not be open <laughs> subsequent <laughs> to May 11th. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. The situation at the border is a very serious one, a very challenging one and a very difficult one. 
All right, last one, last one. We've seconds. been preparing for well over uh, a year. It was in September of 2021 when we first developed a six-pillar plan uh, to address uh, the end of Title 42. We updated that uh, throughout uh, the, the calendar year 2022. So we've been preparing for quite some time, and we are ready. What we are e- expecting is indeed a, a surge, um, and what we are doing is planning for different levels of a surge that is what we do okay they have not stopped coming here since biden been president um a good leader does what Valon dennis if, if, if you realize that your plan is not working what does a good leader do when change, you realize change that? his strategy i mean you know he has to change up they don't want to though well listen this country has become bankrupt i mean we have states that are, that is sustaining this country but it's only going to be for so long throughout all of these welfare programs. I really think they need to wake up and start cutting some of these programs, but that's like a bad phrase. You know, cut, cut is a bad word. You can't, well, they're not going to do it. You have, we can repair the, the, <laughs> the Republican controlled Congress, the house already sent over legislation to deal with the debt ceiling. Right. And mm-hmm. basically a 1% increase right. for the budget. Right. So that's basically a, ma- a flat budget. I've heard people on this channel opine about how that's terrible. They got enough, it's not enough. We got to slash everything. But what the Republicans have actually done in game of tennis is put the ball in their court, right? Yeah. yeah. We've got a bill. All you got to do, Mr. President, all sign you got to do, Mr. Schumer, is pass go it ahead and, and pass it. You got you, that's your ball. Don't make it come back to conference either. Just right. pass it, as is. How Just, long do we have before it comes up? Before it hits the wall, I, you, they usually have different October first. October first is really the, the when right? I, I believe I thought it was October first. That I don't know. I know they bought, they have like thirty days. They have different pressure points of who stops getting paid, and they rush out to close all the national parks down. Yeah. They run and do all that stuff. So because that's where the average person's going to feel it. Um, just like when they always used to threaten to close the state down. Most of suburban residents, their only contact with the state is the Secretary of State. That's office. true. Right. That's right? So we, true. Like, I used to say, close the state down. That's so true. So, so what? True. Big deal. Um, let's go to Mitchell. He's been holding quite some time. Mitchell, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, John Berlon and to the former prosecutor. You know, you're talking about um, Bernie Sanders. And um, let me tell you something. His own group was so disenfranchised and how he was such a phony. Everyone in the Senate knows that Bernie Sanders is a lazy slob who doesn't do anything. So when he ran in 16 and obviously in 2020, his own core base said, you know what? You're nothing but what I call a phony. And he's not, he uses the same basically vernacular words that he did in 1988. And uh, he only, his, only, um, his only ambition was to get into the in crowd of Chuck Schumer. Because when you're in the Senate, there's a pecking order. And Bernie Sanders is not in it. So he's a phony, number one. Number two, with regards to uh, this officer that just recently was assassinated, yep. you know, I think yesterday, yeah. you know, John, uh, to you specifically, how much more of these assassinations on our police department are going to take place until Fat Albert, who's feckless in his actions, won't bring in the National Guard? I mean, obviously, the police department in the pro- Chicago proper is, is completely in a, in a terrible state. I agree. Um, I do, uh, Mitchell. I'm gonna answer that when we get back from break. Um, okay. it, it's a thanks so much, Mitchell. It, it's it's a shame. I don't know if you heard about the officer that was shot and killed um, last this morning, actually, 1:45 a.m. What's happening to our police officers? 
it's a shame. And I don't see anybody out there. John Cabello, let's go, baby. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Happy birthday, Jimmy Carnamo. Happy birthday to you. Jimmy Carnamo's happy birthday, brother. Um, Jim Jim is a longtime sponsor of the show. Uh, you know, we appreciate you you here at Black and Right Radio. Happy, uh, what's that, blonde, what, his 23rd birthday, I believe? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I think know, he's probably 39. 39? You, you know, he came to hang out with me after the show. Uh, uh, last week. Oh, really? Yeah, and then oh, we nice. both. Uh, I I just found out his birthday. I think it was May eighth. Yeah, May eighth. Yeah, and then we, you know, we hung out for a while. What do you think he's doing now? Um, he, well, you think he's in Honduras? Honduras. He's listening to the show. You know, he's listening to the I show. So I'm is. sure he's gonna call in and Panama. Let us know what he's doing. I heard Panama is a good spot. <laughs> uh, it was something I was gonna say to you, um, Dennis. It was something a point that you were made, but I I I, I lost the thought. Um. But when you look at, oh, we was talking about the police officers. Oh. Um, and, and Mitchell wanted me to respond. Uh, right now, the current culture, I don't see a change. Uh, it, it creates crisis. It creates, I don't see how, I don't see anybody within the progressive, because that's who's running this state oh. right now. Wait, hold on. That's who's running this state, this city, progressives. I don't see anybody, maybe Kwame, probably, I don't know. Uh, but I don't see anybody from the progressive side, willing to take a stand to say enough is enough. I don't see it. No, no, that's not what Mitchell was. Uh, he asked. No, he's talking the about how the attacks on the police officers. Well, he was, but he said, "When will somebody bring in the national guard?" That's what his main point was, and that, that's not that going to happen. That's not happening. Now, that's not uh, under Brandon Johnson. That you had more happen, of a no. chance with Lori Lightfoot, yeah. than, than Brandon no, Johnson doing that. That's not going to happen. No, that's not happening. Th- those debates have been had in Springfield and Chicago. The the. National Guard's not set up to yeah. to do policing. Or, that, that's just not what they Just are. let them do their job. Uh, correct. And, and we had talked about that. I sent you an article about it. I can't remember. I was trying to find it. That talked about basically disabling the police officer's ability to do their job. Yeah. And when you, when you neuter them and don't allow them to do their job, so now they're afraid. They're afraid to make mistakes. And, it, and most of the times, if when you look and you're looking frame by frame and you're trying to decide if the police officer is done correct or not, <laughs> That's a whole different ball game versus real time. But now every police officer is more worried about federal 1983 lawsuits or ending up indicted. So they don't do their job and they kind of hang back. You have no leadership right now because you're in a transition. And unfortunately, John, to your point, which I think you were thinking about a little bit earlier. Now, when you hear about X amount of murders on any weekend in Chicago in the summertime, all of us, it's like pouring water on a drowning person. We've heard this weekend, <laughs> week out. Nice. It's all. It's not new, but you know what's new. But we we now are we tolerate it is dead police officers. It used to yeah. be a thing that never happened. Yeah, yeah. And and now it's like, oh, a, a police officer was shot and killed in Chicago. Well, that's not really a well, surprise. Speaking of, they just had the memorial down in Springfield. They did. Well, you know? that that's because you get you used to get the death penalty. You know, you, you you get the death penalty right off the back if if you kill the police officer. Hey. Um, John Cabello and I tried to bring it back in a in a limited way. If you kill a cop, you kill kids, um, and, and, and it had to be proof. You had to have DNA evidence, all that type of stuff. Um, 
And uh, we got laughed out of Springfield. You know that. Well, I do. And I I fought the actual fight on the floor to stop Governor Quinn uh, from signing that legislation. And a lot of lame duck legislators voted for it. And I told you on this show before that uh, when it was passed and the current uh, recorder of deeds and clerk uh, said on the House floor, Karen Yarborough said that, and, and Kwame even said that in every state where you passed the uh, abolition of the death penalty, murder rates went down. No. Oh. So let's assume that to be the case. That hasn't happened. No. No. And, and what stops somebody from shooting police officers? None. Nothing. Nothing stops. Nothing. Definitely. If I'm already going to prison for life, why don't I kill three or four or five right. people? And I know Vivalan and I had this conversation about about the death penalty. He doesn't believe in it. No. Uh, I do. Uh, I think there's a, it has to be a consequence when you take a life. Um, and the death penalty was that consequence when they gave that up. They gave up. They gave up the the, the, the community. We'll be right back. Hour two. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour two of Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. If you missed that first hour, sorry, I had to run. <laughs> Head over to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast. You can listen to the show anytime you want. While you're at it, head over to www.blackandrightradio. Go ahead and cop some merch from the Black and Right Radio Show. Would really appreciate it. Um, Belani, you remember? Do you remember when we were having that discussion about Africans? Yeah. Um, n- not wanting to be called black. Yes. And basically saying, um, they're not with us. We're not with them. Yeah. Uh, now I want to play something. I want to get your take on it. All right, this is from an Africa. I, I I live in Joliet. We we got a we got a pretty big uh, African population out there. And then, you know, I I from time to time I go out and hang out with some of them. And this is what they tell me: If you are born in America and have lived there for three hundred years, you are not. You are no longer African. Those are Americans. We don't need them. We don't need they them. They are taken away, unfortunately, but they are Americans. We will develop by ourselves. Yeah. We have the capacity. We have the will. We have the result. We don't need them. No. Well, that's, that's because they have a love for their country. Even though uh, whatever country they're from over there may be corrupt, like Nigeria. It's corrupt. Yeah. yeah. But they still love their country and the continent that they come from. And us, we have a hate for yeah. this country because of past acts. Wait, so, wait, wait. And because of... The slave trade that those Africans who hate us helped initiate. I, I and trust me, I understand that, but it's a lot of people a little older than us think thinks that's a lie. Phil, <clears throat> sorry. Well, he's one. <laughs> oh yeah, if he calls, he's going to tell you how much uh, that but is he, a lie. He, but he doesn't come in. Well, he doesn't call himself that. I believe. 
What? I think he said he calls himself a pan African or something like that. I, I have no idea. That's, you all be going at it. Yeah. But I'm saying that he will tell you how much of a lie he believes. And other blacks of that age will tell you that's a lie. That, that Africans didn't help? That Africans didn't help. We were stolen oh. from, from Africa. Trust me, I've heard it all. Yeah. But you got to remember, the blacks over here, they just call themselves black in America. Yeah. Number one, I told you how much the term black really didn't mean anything. I mean, it's just it's just a term that we gravitated to to call our own. You know, we want our own this, our own that, our own language. That's why we we talk in broken I'm English. American. I'm an American who happens to be black and I, and white and you know, whatever you want to call it. What color you want to put on me? I acknowledge that I am an African American because I descend from Africa. My bloodline does. Well, some of it. <laughs> Some of it, but I will call myself an African American. I was born here, but I descend from there. Because if 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 no black people would have ever came from Africa, I wouldn't be here. So I have to I have to combine both. But we we not we me and you, but black people fifty plus one have a my country disdain, is America has a disdain for this. Country. I was born and raised. I am of African descent. Oh, we, we I know. I saw. Yeah. I, I I am of African descent. But uh-huh. I love the country I'm born in. Oh, I love America. it too. The I love United, it too. The United States of America is my country. I do not swear allegiance to any African country. Some None of it. Some day this year, I will be taking a trip to Nigeria. Nice. Or, or Ghana, one of the two. I wouldn't mind traveling. Yeah. I'm going to visit. Yeah. I'm going to learn as much as possible, but I'm going to get my butt back home. My, my, my allegiance is to the United States of America, United States of America alone. Yeah. Because I'm an you. American. I got you. That simple. I, I'm hoping Phil's calling. So oh, he's, 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 he's on I, I wanted to learn more about my privilege this week. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's go to Ed first. Ed from Oakbrook. He's been on the line. Ed, thanks so much for calling us. Yeah, you guys are great. You give me inspiration. But what I don't understand is why is it not recognized that it's the Democratic liberals that want a race war more than anything they want it to go on Ever. What I don't understand, because I talk to my friends that are in the car clubs and bike clubs that happen to be black, they don't want nothing to do with those creeps like L. Sharpton because they want their kids to grow up and be successful. That's right. I mean, you got a guy in the Supreme Court and they're putting him down because what? He's not black enough for him. He's not out there throwing bricks through windows right. and crap like this. And then I'm watching the CNN and all that about that Marine that took down that scumbag. I mean, I couldn't call him that. He was a sick individual yeah. that's been sick all of his life. Yeah, 44 arrests. They want to hang this Marine guy. Yeah. It's just incredible how they want this war to go on. And I think the average person, a black person in Chicago, I think they're afraid for their lives to say anything. Yeah. And I say, well, Thank you so much. Well, I, I can speak to that. They don't want to be ostracized. It, it, it takes a strong person like John or me or the type of black people that don't care mm. uh about being ostracized. They want to stay part of the clique. They don't want to be alone. I like being alone some of the times, you know. I, I What's the name of that song? I drink alone. Yeah. <laughs> I drink alone all by but myself. I think it goes back to what you were talking about, Dennis, being visiting some of the black legislators in Springfield and how in in the public eye they're rah-rah in it, but behind the scenes they're like, man, this is, this is getting out of hand. Right, because I don't I don't believe that the black communities are as progressive no. as some of these things that are moving through Springfield. Um, 
So when will those black legislators, when will other elected officials say, you know what, I, I support certain policies, and this ain't one of them. I'm right. glad you brought that up. That goes back to what we were talking about at first. And I, and I, it's two issues. Pe- black people and people in general getting something from government. Right. And they feel that those people that they put in place are pushing their agenda. So the first thing that that politician is going to turn to you if you were one-on-one with them, they're going to say, so you want these programs to stop that's helping your kids, helping you, putting a roof over your head? And do you want the Republican agenda, which is back crap well, How about crazy? we get rid of the programs and, 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 and give them something that I, where, they, where they're see, able to become well, here. Productive. I say that all the time. What, Cut what, these programs. What's Brandon Johnson going to do when he has to deal with either helping migrants out or expanding all these summer jobs for people right. in, in, in these uh, – what do they call them? Uh, the neighborhoods that are uh, disincentivized. Yeah. They had all these weird terms. Just really bl- say blighted neighborhoods. <laughs> right. So, it, so it's Inglewood's the west side. Where, where are all these summer jobs coming from if you don't right. have the money for summer jobs? Because now you got to take so- South Shore High School, repurpose it, which is very expensive. Yeah. And and, and then that community wants to know how many times will how they, that question was asked how how often will police officers be on that school? Yeah. And they said 24 oh, 7. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. For people who allegedly don't want police in the community, right. they're asking about police in the yep. community. He's going to try them. to juggle. He's going to yeah. try to do both. So yeah. now, you, this is what you talked about in your speech, just like when Obama talked about healing the planet and the, <laughs> and the waters and those seas were going to go down. Brandon Johnson gave a similar speech yeah. and said about how we're a welcoming city. He didn't realize what this Title 42 was going to do and how the governors uh, of border states were. We're going to send people to where they want to go and where we're encouraging them yeah. to come. And and because Trump implemented F- Title Forty Two, it's a bad thing. Phil, what Phil? Phil called in. He goes Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Come on, Phil. <laughs> uh, first of all, you, you played a you know played a clip. It should have stood by its own, but you had to say that there's Africans and. And, and Joliet that, that you spoke to, and they said the same thing. No, I'm clarifying, because I, you have to clarify, because, because I can't just go on this man's, um, his his opinion. I was speaking okay. to saying that, that because what I interact with, uh, to, to, okay. to, to, to basically say, I believe this. Okay, now in that clip, he said that, uh, that they didn't need us. Yeah. Speaking of the Africans in Africa did not need the Blacks Africans in the USA. that are in America. Right. Right. And so I would ask the question like um, with apartheid with Nelson Mandela, did uh, America or or blacks in America or us making noise in America uh, concerning apartheid and and protesting and doing things like that? And black leaders of all over of of all stripes, but most most uh, identifiably uh, uh, black uh, leaders were making noise, black artists. Uh, uh, black business owners were making United Nations countries across the world. Oh, you too did. I don't think they have any black. Yeah, any, UT any, was. I mean, U two was. U two was all over. Yeah. Right. I mean, they were right. very. Was, big he on was it. the one that brought it. I mean, he was really br- brought it out to the to the mainstream. He Abano, did. That 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 this this African. I'm going to assume he was African. I'm assuming that, yeah. that video was from Africa. Yeah. Was. Well, that's, you know, they didn't need us. They right. don't need us. They Wait. Do, that's, 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 I'm sorry. Well, Phil, hold your, hold your thoughts. We gotta go to break. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. We'll be right back. 
This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony, live in studio. Looks like we got a report of an active shooter at a, at a Texas outlet mall. I believe it's in Allen, Texas. So Ooh. if you're listening in Texas, stay away from the area because I know i got a lot of listeners who tune in from, te- from the great state of Texas. All right, uh, Phil, make your point, and I know Verlon has something he wants to say to you. Well, what I wanted to say to him was, uh, Phil, the last thing I heard from you, you said, it's like it was like a question. Africans don't need us like that. That's how you said it. So tell us how Africans need us. No, that's not what I said. I said that this person that was on this tape that John played said, stated that they don't need us, that Africans, he was stating, speaking for Africa, that they don't need us, we can do it on our own, da-da-da-da-da. And that's why I brought up uh, uh, their need for our help. And not only uh, um, uh, apartheid, but in other parts of Africa where there's famine and stuff like that. Yeah, black people su- bring support and, and do food drives, cans, drives, all this type of stuff. But you know, the, the, to think that just that one person can um, um, uh, make a statement like that. And again, you have a lot of what I hear uh, people say, where people from Ghana say a lot of the same things. But after 600 years or 600 years or more, uh, 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 the results of whites in contact with Africa, all of Africa has basically been, been colonized. And so a lot of the same thinking of, of, of racist whites or or superior whites are, that, are, that are here are the same ones that's over there. And so some things that they'll say over there, some things that Africans will say over there, black Africans will say over there, blacks will say over here. Something, you know, some things like John and Verlon might say. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't... Uh, but Phil, Phil, uh, uh, I, you know, now, now you're talking to somebody... John laughed, so he got what I was I saying. Did, now, I now did. You got You're talking to somebody that's been around Africans since I was 19 years old working with them in healthcare. And I've had, and you know me, I strike up conversations with anybody. Black, I mean, I'm sorry. Africans do not consider themselves black. Number one, they consider themselves just of their country, Whatever. Africa, and they call and they call themselves Africans. They don't see you can't any. Say that about all Africans. Listen, listen. To I me. agree with that statement. What Phil just you, of course, it's not all. I, I, it's it's a shame that I have to right. have to say fifty plus one all of the time. <laughs> But 50 plus one does not consider themselves black. They don't see any kind of logic in calling themselves black. They say, you are American. You were born here. Just like that guy said. I hear it all the time right now. The the, the African women do not deal with the black women in conversation at all. They stay in a group. They don't talk to each other. Now, the African guys, they they, they chop it up with, with the black guys, depending on if they're talking about girls or sports. But... They really stated themselves. They don't consider themselves black. You know, they don't. He said, "Chop it up." That's what my son told me today. We were talking. He said, oh, "We're chopping it up." I'm like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> talking, yeah. So, but can I can I intervene really quickly? I'm looking at a story in the New York Times, Phil. This is how U.S. efforts to guide Sudan to democracy ended in war. That's the mm. Biden administration. Yeah. Critics say the Biden administration and its partners were naive about the intentions of two rival generals and failed to empower civilian leaders. So here we are, trying to help out, right? And now we're going to help have Sudan go to war, and we're going to have to pick a side like we normally do. So here we are, intervening in the world, and we do make differences. We, we can push the needle and anywhere we happen to go, but if one person says no, 
then I guess it's not a, you talk about 50 plus one. Yeah, He's right. talking about one person. Right. right. My question to Phil is when you travel overseas, Phil, and you come back, what country do they ask you you're from? Oh, do, they, do they ask ouch. if you're African-American Oof, or they ouch. ask you if you what country are you from? You tell them what, what do you tell them? No, usually they ask me, where am I from? I say, right. What do you say America. then? From America? Because you were born in America. Right. So and, you and I are Americans. You think of us well, as different okay. Americans, Phil. I, I am. I am. Uh, this is this is where my legal residence is. Oh my God! Oh, now, that's legal that. residence. Oh wait, 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 wait! Come on, come legal on. Legal residence. Dennis, oh Dennis, my! Dennis, Dennis, don't be, don't be disrespectful. First Uh-oh. of all, Uh-oh. if I was to ask you, what is your nationality? I'm American. That's my nationality. What is your nationality. His ethnicity is. Well, okay. What is right? Right. What? I'm sorry. I'm American. I was born here. My family's been here for three or four generations. That's what I am. I'm an American. When I travel overseas to Mexico, they say, where are you from? I don't tell them I'm Italian, Polish, and Serbian. They don't care about all that. Dang crap. They know that I'm traveling from America. I'm an American. You cared about it. I asked you, what is your heritage? I just told you what my heritage is. You said America. Okay. I, you said now, no, no. You said my nationality, nationality, and my nationality is American. You and I are Americans, Phil. You ain't got to keep repeating it. I, you I'm kept not, saying I'm, I'm, we I'm domicile not, here. Wait, wait, We're wait, domiciled. Wait. I'm I'm with Blake Moore. I'm just a traveler passing through America. Oh man. <laughs> right. I mean, it don't make no sense to claim, claim, especially why would you even want to claim America? Wow. Because it's the greatest country ever devised. That's why. Dennis, if you're going to be disrespectful, that's no, me, that, that was John. That was, that was John. Me, that was me, even, um, um, Phil. Okay, I'm sorry. No, but my I, point. My point is this. Okay, I, 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 I claim Africa. I am an African in America. Had I not been stolen, had my ancestors not been stolen, I'm about to say you ain't been stolen. I told you stolen. It's disrespectful to you, to me. To say, well, my just I'm supposed to forget about my past, what? forget about my no. ancestors. No, because, I, okay then. So I want, I, I want to ask you. I want to go back I to what do. I want to go back to your statement when you said, "Why would you want to claim America? Why not, Phil?" Again, and it's all in, in totality. No, I don't want to claim the slavery. I don't want to claim the Indians, the the death of the 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 massacre of all the Indians that were all over this country. I don't want to claim even they they massacred uh, they massacred their fair laws. share of people too though. Now come on, Phil. I beg your pardon. That's what happens when you fight for land. Uh, it's called war, and the cow there's, there's this thing called casualties of war. Um, so I I, I that part uh, Indians um, massacred a lot of people as well. That's the point. Was that okay. a Democrat president or was that a Republican president? They, they, they don't matter the politics. Oh no, you it does politics it do does matter. Not matter the politics. See, that's what y'all get away with. This is y'all run from it. Right? You put a politics on it. You put a uh, uh, it, it, this specifically when it comes to the KKK. Y'all love to love to throw it on the Democrat. And now you look at what's going but on they created with them. The, the South. Wait a minute, let me finish. Now look what's going on with the South. You got all of these southern countries, especially Mississippi, who got the poorest states, the poorest people. They stealing money from freaking uh, uh, social services that's supposed to be going to the poor, and y'all not saying nothing. Oh, you're y'all talking about Brett Favre? Favre. Right. Brett Favre? Oh, because Brett Favre and I are white, so we're all in it together, right, Phil? Right. Thank you. you there got we go. It. See, that's all, now. I, okay. Now I understand. So right. that's not that, all white. 
Okay. It's never been all white. Well, you know, the Democrats under FDR took all the Japanese property away and interned the Japanese. I don't hear anybody ever talk about that. No. I don't. I didn't hear you talk about it. You were talking about slavery and the Indians. You didn't want to go fast forward into modern history. <laughs> Look, yeah, even, even back then. I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of a slavery, nor am I uh, proud of all of the heritage. Look, I got to hear about Columbus because I'm Italian, and he fought with Indians and came over, and I'm supposed to have – I have to pay for all the sins of every white person in the entire world. That's what you're asking me to do, which I won't do, Phil. I'm sorry. Did you just say Did you just say that you're an Italian? I, I did say I'm Italian. I just told you I was Italian, Polish, and Serbian. There used to be a okay, Serbia, so, but there were wars that cut so, that okay. apart. Since you can be all of that, how come I can't be African? I, he I'm never telling, said you could. I didn't say you couldn't be okay, African. So I'm telling you that you and I are Americans. Right. You no, actually, no, no, you can't. Okay, wait, time out. Time out, Phil. Phil, because we got to go to break, uh, and, and i got to cut this segment. Phil, you said what's his nationality? Um, nationality represents the country in which you were born. Now, when you want to talk about ethnicity, Things of that nature. Then he's Italian, Serbian, and and right. That's my heritage. Okay. That's his heritage. Stand, that's correct. I yeah. So that's basically correct. what he's saying. As far as you know, you go and and in Berlin, somehow with black people in Africa oh. don't don't identify with being black. That is that's that's just. That's yeah. not, that's, that's not, your that's your perspective, Phil. You you said no. That's because I've been to Africa. It don't I've matter. Been, I know Africans. That's from Africa. What, okay. It doesn't matter if I was in Africa. Okay. And then and then oh, you you said yourself. and you said a little while ago what I told them during break that we that your generation Quickly. thinks we were stolen from Africa. I just said that you and you said it. it. Yeah, Phil. Thanks so much, man. We got to go though. We got to go, we got to head to break. Thanks so much for calling what? in, Phil. <laughs> Take care. Um, uh, I, I'll say it. As I always said, in the words of my brother who used to represent the from the Soul Coast to the Gold Coast, not all skin folk are kin folk. Don't ever forget that. Hey, I won't. Not all skin folk. Just because somebody looks has the same color of you doesn't mean they're for you. That you listen to the, that you're listening to Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. All right, I, want, I want to move on. Uh, Dennis, you and I, we've been talking about the last couple of shows that you've been on about the impact of these liberal progressive policies and how it affects not just the black community, but communities in general. Um, Vilan and I was trying to list a few of them. You know, you look at the education policy, you look at how CTU basically runs our education here in the state of Illinois. You look at how um, Prisker just allowed the tax scholarship credit to sunset. Um you look at defunding the police, this rhetoric of defunding the police. You look at immigration. You look at Section 8 housing. Um, and people say that these policies, uh, the left believes that these policies are helpful. Um, I do believe in helping people who fall on hard times. I do. I, I'm not one of those conservatives. I, I do believe in that compassionate conservatism uh, for people who fall into hard times. But I think sometimes people get stuck there. 
and and these policies, you start seeing them. Look at look at the communities. We talked about this on the show. I mean, I don't know how many times, July. You you go throughout all of these cities and throughout the country that are run by these liberal progressives, or as I call them, regressives, and you see how their policies continuously run down these once great cities. Um, Revelady, my question to you is, how what can be the messaging for Republicans to combat this? Because I, as I was listening to um, that other station on my way in, they work, they work hard, and they 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 are willing to raise the money. They're willing to do everything they can. Like you know, Kim, Kimberly, like Senator Kimberly Lightfoot wants to get rid of all the registries. How what what can we do as Republicans to combat this? Well, first of all, I wonder how many Republicans stepped up in the local elections. Uh, I did. I helped uh, take over the Edison Public Library from woke individuals, put in good, pragmatic, conservative people that will make sure that the library's mission is taken care of. We have to start back at, at the basics. But really, it is about where, uh, where reality actually comes in, where fantasy land of everybody, let's help everybody out, give everybody everything. That's how the world will, will operate the bus. You have to now watch what's happening. So it's always the drip, drip, drip. Senator Lightford wants to reduce penalties and eventually get rid of all the registries in the state of Illinois. Murder registry, which I passed for first-degree murderers, uh, sex offender registries, arson registries, violence against children registries, because, again, the sex offender is the victim, not the child's not the victim. Right. And uh, housing issues, and they, they can't find housing, and, and they've already served their sentence. Some people are so evil that the sentence needs to continue. I've said that before. That's not something that's different. But sometimes people need to stand up and say, hey, guess what? I'm not with this anymore. I, I like to believe we can help everybody. We really can't help everybody. When do you say no? People are afraid to say no. So instead, we don't have any message. I don't even know what the Republican message is, to be quite honest with you, John, right. because there isn't one, because we're playing defense so much. Yeah. But to me, it's get, get back to basics. Have government provide the basic resources it's supposed to do, and get that's it. Get the hell it. out the way. And let average Americans and Illinoisans take care of their family, take care of their businesses, and that's it. We cannot be everything to everybody. The Democrats create dependent constituencies because they are designed to create them as dependent Democrats, and they're addicted to it and therefore they aren't going to leave it. And so there's your class of voters that will come out time and time again because they get something. People like me vote because I don't want government telling me what to do. I have my own law practice. I locate it where I want to. I don't have to give anybody else any equity in my firm, John. Right. You know why? <laughs> I created it. Right. I work for Well, you do get of government equity. I, I, well, I do give government <laughs> equity when it comes to taxes. <laughs> but I want to ask all the liberals out there that listen... Why do you call me a dangerous extremist, but none of you have any problem with taking my tax dollars? Right. My, my money is impure, Verlon. Yeah. My money comes, I'm a dangerous extremist, I'm a book banner, you name it. Right. Why don't you have any problem taking my money? When people cheer Republicans leaving the state of Illinois, then there's a problem with those people, right? 
Don't you want more Illinoisans, more healthy Illinoisans, and, and better families in Illinois? Now we're like, hey, if I don't like you, you should move. Yeah. Now, you one of those issues, all of those issues are bad that you named, but the one that scares me is getting rid of the sex offenders uh, registry to let those people just roam our neighborhoods with our kids. I mean, that that scares me. And you know a way that we can save on the, the housing like Section 8? Buy in bulk. Amazon has these little houses yeah. for five to eight grand that you can buy. The I say, houses. yes, I say buy them like, like in Georgia and Georgia. The reason why this came about is because uh, a lot of sex offenders were sleeping in the woods in Georgia because they, they had a law. They couldn't come into town, buy those little houses, put them all out there and let them live in those houses. Those little $5,000 houses. <laughs> oh man. Hey, it's better than sleeping on the ground. I'd rather rather use that money for our veterans. Uh, (laughs) You're listening to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. Head over to www.blackandrightradio.com. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back. Black and right radio on AM560. Yes. Let's go and talk to the birthday boy, Jim from South Elgin, also sponsor of the show, Best Dental. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jim. Your own personal birthday salute. What's going on, buddy? Well, well, I'm calling you from a remote location, Houston, Texas, where it's hot and humid down here. Oh, okay. You were somewhere hot. Oh, it's really hot. I'm seeing somebody hot tomorrow. That's another story. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, I sent you guys just now an article on unions and uh, the lack of performance of students in schools. It's from the Capital Research Center. It's a very good piece, a lot of good information in there. And on page nine, the last paragraph, they talk about how in a couple of these schools, they ended up putting these kids, when they're unrolling school, yeah. they brought it back to their parents' workplace. And guess what? The, the, the school problems went away. That's very good. So read it and wow. you can share it later. Yeah, and also, I, I, um, you took photos, right? Is that are those the yeah, photos? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good stuff. The Capital Research Group is a good group, and oh yeah, people should uh, consider supporting them and give them a little money. They have a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So, and also, um, yeah, I was I, so I might have sent you a clip. There was uh, the top, I call them the chopping doctors of kids. He quit doing these surgeries because he said forty percent of these kids are committing suicide after they have their uh, uh, body parts chopped off. Ooh. As a matter of fact, I'm doing that bed piece, and I'm calling you keep your kid out of the chop shop. Ooh. Don't let these people chop off your parts for your kids. It's evil. It should be illegal everywhere. I agree. But until it happens, we got to use good language to show people. Keep your kids out of the chop shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for calling us, Jim. It's hard for me to talk about it's that. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, especially kids, man. Like I, I, I've said time and time again, adults, Listen, I, I do what the heck you want. Leave the kids alone, right? Yep. Before you switch gears, I just want to ask one question that's been on my brain since the second hour. What's that? Okay, if Brad charges this veteran with the crime, like manslaughter or some kind of second degree murder, because uh-huh. you know they go, they go all out. Do that's you think I was, I was actually headed to that? Case. Oh, oh. So, we, we, <laughs> I told you we think like yeah. Do you think it hurts or helps his case against Trump? Ooh. Um. Oh, but you're talking about from the racial lens. All of it. Because okay. this is what this is 
what I'm thinking. Go, go ahead. Tell us what you They've think. They've been all over his butt about violent crime and not charging people. But this guy's white. Oh, oh this I guy's see where you're white. going with this Yeah, one. yeah. That's so, that, does it help or hurt? I think I, ooh. To the progressives, to the race baiters, uh-huh. uh, he's going to have to charge him. He's going to have to, right? I think so. I mean, I mean, you know what was happening, right? I believe uh, I read the report right before the show. Uh, he had slapped some woman. He was yelling and screaming, saying, yeah. "I'm going to kill somebody. I don't give a crap about going to prison." Yeah. He was accosting uh, a woman. And then this this brave marine, yes, yeah. I said it, brave marine, stepped in. Why nobody else? Once he stepped in, then you start seeing all these other people step in. But now he charges this white guy, and you see all of the praise. Yeah, this guy's getting because right. of his service. Right. Charges this guy hasn't charged any of the black criminals yeah. that's been running around New York. Yeah, he's faced with a dilemma. Yeah, right. I think um, so. He, Prosecutor, he, he hasn't charged him yet, and now you have AOC and others intervening. Yeah, and I was surprised because he pushed back against AOC, said, "Mind your own business. We'll uh, investigate," which is what he should be doing, right? Of course, I don't agree with what he did and make made up charges for Trump. Right, but now he's got a real case. Because here you have somebody mentally ill, a number of arrests, dangerous to a number of people, how much force is necessary. That's what's going to have to be gleaned from autopsies and videos and, yeah. and, and, and testimony. I don't know if it has anything to do with Trump or not. Uh, I'm not a Trump supporter. I've said that before. Right. I, I, but in the bigger picture. I am. Well, I know you are. <laughs> I know you can't help yourself. Oh, I love we like boy. To, Republicans like to live in the past. They no, like no, no, to look no. towards oh, the past. Oh, 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 no, no. The good old days, right? Oh. So we're going to go back to the good old days. Two years ago. Right. We're going we're gonna to re... Well, what happened? Trump lost, right? No. How did he lose? That's debatable. And he, I, I, no. Maybe he... Well, you might, believe, you might be that. <laughs> However, <laughs> what happened in Georgia? Your guy he said, yeah. stay home. Now, yeah, I, and we I, lost that I state. I called him out on it, Vlon. Remember? Yeah, we called him out right, on it. Well, let's get him going again. So yeah. he's going to be out. They're going to be, you're going to see, now we're going to see indictments from Fulton County and wherever else they're coming from. Yeah. But how does one have I got a, I got another a, I got a backup question. Wait, wait, you. before you do that, before you do that, I want you to hear what, what AOC actually had to say. Here okay. she is. Subway crime is up, but let's also note that subway crime is up after they committed so many more officers to the subway system. So that also tells us from a policy perspective, adding more cops to the subway isn't solving this problem. Mm-hmm. So there are other things that can solve this problem. That's because they can't do their job, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know about the policies they passed here. I'm not too familiar with the policies they passed on subway, the police Subways there. are soft targets. Well, I, I do recall that after uh, the, the summer of 2020 that then-Mayor de Blasio cut $1 billion out of the yeah. budget for New York yeah. police. Yeah. What does one billion dollars do? I bet you there's a lot less subway police officers on patrol. I got a backup question for you. Now, if the police is illegal for them to do a chokehold, we found out after Eric Garner. Why is it okay for this guy to use the same chokehold and kill somebody? Well, first of all, he's a civilian. Right. He's not a state actor. Right. And, and he's difference. he's trying to subdue the person. From what I could see, again, I don't and have he, all the he, video. He, he and kept the evidence. fighting them. You you, you right. see him fight him. Once he passed out, he let him go. Right. Yeah. 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 But you got to think the mind of a juror. Uh, they they think well, if the police can't even do it, why can this guy do it? You still kill. The end result is the same. You killed. Hey, him. wait. I would have this move to Long Island. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, they, could, they could piggyback on Trump's uh, motion. Yeah, have this move to the Long Island. You're listening to Black and Right. Eduardo, hold the lines. I'll take you when we get back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. John, me, and Dennis coming right back at you with some more hard-hitting issues. Um, but I, I really believe that what that statement you made, um, will that show racism? Will, 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 is that a racist act if he charges the white guy but has allowed all of these black people to go scot-free? Yes. I say yes. You know why you say scot-free, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, but you know what? John made a point as we walked out at the break. You're right, Verlon, because race does matter now. Yeah. Who are you charging? I thought justice was supposed to be equal under the law. You follow the evidence. If this former Marine shows that he should be charged, reckless homicide, whatever, um, then he should be no different than Trump or no different than burglars and armed robbers there. Mm -hmm. Uh, No different than in Chicago when people kill an innocent baby in in a car chase and slam into a car is justice meted out equally. Yeah. Equal justice under the law. That's what our constitution tells us. But equity is not that it's not equal. Equity is the midwife of tyranny. That's right. It well, is I was, the midwife of tyranny. I was told by the great damn prof, every case is different. You can't just lump them all in and say, hey, this is the equal outcome. Because, like, I, I tried to have an, uh, a debate with him about Blavorgage and, and uh, Ryan at the cigar shop, right? Uh, Ryan giving out all wait, of wait, these. Wait, wait, wait. What's his name? <laughs> he said Blagor. Blavorgage. I, I, I cannot say his name right. I was about to say Blago, but everybody. I, I, everybody think, I think Norman from Rockford th- is thinking of you, no. not me. Blavorgage or whatever. I can't Blago. say his name Blago. like that. I can't even say it. Blago I think, well, I, think I, I said that to him one time. He Just said, say Blago. He said, he said it's okay, man. Because he said nobody gets it right really. Hey, wait, wait. wait. I, I'm sorry. Uh, we got to go to break. But let's, uh, let's get Eduardo. Yeah. Oh. Eduardo, Midway. I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't see you there. Yeah, guys. Yeah, well, officially, if, just FYI, uh, if everything goes well, officially May 16th is the uh, good old day uh, in Tampa permanently. Hey, you can't say good old day. Wow, May 16th. I was going to ask you, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, yeah, my birthday's uh, next week. For, so oh. thank you for the uh, birthday song. You Taurus, oh. too. Happy birthday, what man. Day? What day next week? Yeah, thank you very much. Real quick, because I know you're coming up to the top of the here, hour here. Director Walensky. Yes. She needs to be subpoenaed by McCarthy's people. You know, so there's two rules, obviously, for the upper class and the lower class, which is everybody else who's not uh, politically connected. We can have rules for COVID, but you're not going to have rules for people coming into this country uh, illegally, like El Paso. My goodness, El Paso looks like a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, What day is your birthday, Eduardo? Uh, May 11th. May 11th. All right. I'll make sure I'll give you a birthday Shout out too, because you're very you're a good sponsor of the show. Except you haven't bought anything from the store yet, but that's okay, Eduardo. That's okay. I'm I'm watching. Uh, I did at the summit, <laughs> not the store, but the summit. Yeah. No, 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 no. From me, blackandrightradio.com. <laughs> Get over oh, okay. there. Okay, well that doesn't count. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that, yeah, that counts too. Uh, thanks so much, Eduardo. We hate All to right, see guys, you leave, though, brother. Everyone. All right. Well, well, well. Real quick. Yeah. I was. I was. I was making a case. Blago versus Ryan. Ryan gave out all these licenses and and then illegal. Uh, immigrant was driving a truck, yeah, and 
killed this the, these uh, people's kids. Six kids. The mother and father burned head to toe. Lives were lost compared to potentially what could have happened with what uh, Oblago did. And he got all his time, and Ryan only got six. I said, that's not fair. And Dan told me, every case is different. You don't know what could have happened when, with what Blago did. And with George Ryan, you know, it's just it's, every case is different, basically. So you can't compare cases. Yeah. And um, Sean Thompson has offered to be um, Phil's real estate agent for his uh, African move. He reached out to you. He reached out to you. What's that? Liberty Real Estate yeah. Services? Yeah. Uh, Sean Thompson has offered for your move, Phil. My wife is a realtor, too, oh, Phil. Well, She'll give you a discount. So, <laughs> And Phil... Um, I'll do your closing for free. How's wow. that? <laughs> Phil says, another black man is dead. Now move the trial and hope that this white murder goes free. I would not want to be tried in New York. Very liberal New York. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Just like the Hour three of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. If you missed the first two hours, head over to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast. If you have not downloaded the podcast, and I'm sure Villan and Rebel Eddie have not downloaded the podcast, too. I need you to go ahead. Please visit 560theanswer.com, download the podcast. It looks good to the higher-ups when they see so many people downloading the podcast as well so don't ever forget that that aspect um uh before we get into the the officer involved shooting that occurred in chicago uh rebel lady did you hear about the gun bill uh east st louis judge federal judge in east st louis uh blocked the enforcement of illinois ban on assault weapons and high capacity i'm not gonna say i can't oh can't believe i said assault weapons on on their make believe assault weapon assault style assault style mm-hmm. um uh until a lawsuit challenging the law is resolved judge Stephen P McGlynn of the Southern District of Illinois said the law known as the P- protect illinois community <laughs> aren't you always amazed at the how they name these bills revelady uh, how are you going to vote against that pick a protect illinois communities act is likely to be found unconstitutional when the case goes to trial and the plaintiffs in the consolidated cases will suffer harms without a preliminary injunction to block its enforcement. If you do not have an AR-15, not an assault rifle 15, an armor like 15, if you do not have one, now's your chance. No. Yeah. That's not true. He blocked it for the whole state. Yeah, he did, but he had two conflicting opinions, and it went to the Seventh Circuit Appeals Court, and they put it back on hold. When did this happen? Uh, this happened uh, May 4th. Judge Easterbrook agreed that the, to stay the ruling of the uh, Southern District. Oh, so it's back on. So for a couple of days, you could you could have gotten it. Uh, Assault-style weapon. Uh, see, I was hanging out with the grandson when that happened there. So now I would anticipate, <sighs> because you have the Northern District and Southern District at odds with right. one another, 
that now it, it, this is what the fast US Supreme Court should fast track because uh, you're, you're in the same state and you're in, in the same circuits here and um, or you have the, the northern district and, and the southern district. So here's my question. Where's the, where's the news um, news media talking about that that has been put back into? Oh, they were excited about it. So yeah. Channel 7 had it. Illinois assault weapons ban back in effect after ruling by a federal appeals judge in Chicago. So. Oh, I um, see it two days ago. Right. So the, it put it back on hold, and it's going to end up going back up to the, uh, eventually to the U.S. Supreme Court. So I assume they'll probably grant certiorari and, and, and yeah. put it on their docket for next year. Or and they had to fast track it because yeah. um, here we are. We're picking and choosing. We've had a federal assault weapons ban uh, that was helped by former congressman, you uh America's Congressman Henry Hyde back in the day, yeah. people thought he would never do something like that. And after it expired, uh, what happened? Yeah, nothing, nothing really happened during yeah, it. Right. Uh, nothing changed. And, and we see the same issue here today. So assault weapons or assault style weapons. I hate that term assault weapons. Yeah. Military people carry assault weapons. Can we ever go back to the day when our attorney general will, will represent the people? No. Nope. Instead of the interests of, of the governor? No. Nope. But would represent the people on issues like this? Well, his job is to defend the Illinois statute because it is presumed to be constitutional, at least Illinois constitutional and U.S. constitutional. But as we've talked about previously, when the Attorney General, Lisa Madigan, wouldn't defend the lawsuits against gay marriage, it's the pick and choose. So if it's okay, if it's part of the progressive playbook, yeah, we'll defend this. If if it was the complete opposite, then they would be all in, in the other direction. So, and that's where they beat us. That's where they beat us really good. Right. And if you would notice, they talk about the Southern District like it's a whole state. Like, right. Like it's a, that's, they segregate that district. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, those Southern judges. Right. And you're supposed to infer what's a Southern judge supposed to be. And obviously that, that law shouldn't have the same weight as somebody in Cook County just like when Darren Bailey was suing about COVID, remember they yeah. they'd always say, "Oh, a Clay County judge." First of all, most people up here don't know where Clay County is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they make it like the Clay County judge has no authority whatsoever because that's so far south that it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, even though they're ruling on Illinois law. So here we are back in a quandary while a, a Naperville uh, gun shop owner has basically will basically lose everything in the meantime, right? right. Because the Second that. Amendment is disregarded. But, and, and let's let's let's, let's 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 head, let's head there, right? When back to policies that affect communities, when you look at how the stringent policies on the Second Amendment in places like Chicago, Cook County, how is that how has that affected them in their right to protect themselves against a lot of these monsters that are out there who are preying on? Like, look at the cop last night, one forty-five a.m. She had a weapon, one forty-five a.m. and she's shot and dead. Well, this why? this push to to, 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 to to make it so restrictive has that harmed the, has that harmed the black community? Let's assume it has because we've said that the drug policies harm the black community, right? Yeah. So everybody rallies around that. Nobody has said the gun policies right. have harmed the black community. And I can't even fathom the number of black defendants in the city of Chicago and Cook County that wanted to carry a firearm for their own protection because they know what they're going to have to deal with during the day, and they yeah. have every they should have the right to carry, and then they lose the right to carry because they didn't get right. a FOIA card, and nobody goes, well, you know what? They don't have enough resources to get the FOIA card. Let's help them get a FOIA card, right? right. Are we doing that, John? Yeah. No, no. We're, we're certainly not going to do that no. because that's that's the reverse discrimination that 
The Second Amendment is there because the founding fathers in the United States thought that the Second Amendment was the second most important amendment in this country. It protects every last one of the other ones. Correct. You can't have without the Second Amendment, none of the other. How can you enforce any other in any of the other amendments? You can't have the First Amendment. I was in church today, which would surprise. Uh Oh. As a non, you were hell yeah. uh, well, I'm a non-practicing Catholic, uh, but my granddaughter's eight years old, made her first communion, and I sat there and I thought about three years prior, that church would have been empty, yeah. and the Constitution was no longer in effect. Yeah. We declared COVID as this master of of all masters, <laughs> yeah. and and you couldn't go to church. Yeah. It's a constitutional right. I did my. I'm just saying my right to possess a firearm if I want to. It's a constitutional right. right. Your feelings don't trump my rights. Come on, man. Oh, you took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say, you all don't believe that they feel like we will be in a safer, better society if you took away the guns? That's it. That I mean, they really believe that. That's not just an, an agenda move or, you know, just something that they throw out there. They believe that if no one had guns, that it would be a better, just, safer so society. So I got something for you then. Okay. Every last one of them that have protective men with guns around them, remove them. If they believe this. Well, you're talking about politicians. They believe this. No, you're right, John. I My friends in Springfield told me that when Brandon Johnson was down there, he had four Chicago PD with him. Yeah. Why? Yeah, to protect them. Okay, well, at least they it's all had not fire, 30. But they had firearms, right? right? At least it's not 30 like well, Lori Lightfoot. But still, that's the whole point. Don't talk about that. He didn't say, I don't want security. Right. But see, you all turning it back to politicians. They're talking about the average everyday person. They just believe if no one had guns, because you know nobody's going to act stupid if you just you guard in the mayor. I'm talking about everyday people. If no one had guns, it'd be a safer society. That's what they believe. No, nah, I disagree. Just like that, you said that home invasion when when those two cats went in that woman's house mm-hmm. and she came out fine and killed one of them. Yeah, but yeah. The, so what, talking, what about that? But they're talking about disarming them as well. They just don't want to see any guns because right. they're safe. I was they'll go back and talk about muskets and right. oh, we only possess muskets. Oh, but under the First Amendment, we didn't have the Internet. Right. So we can only use uh, pens and quills and, uh, you know, we're going to write out right. the newspaper. Exactly. So we you don't get to pick and choose right. when technology trumps something right. else. And so they don't like the Second Amendment. They They will tell you that. They will sue for it. And I think this case really matters. As far as um, people's but, constitutional rights, Dennis, and if you hate America, it doesn't matter. Right. Even if you are trans, whatever you are, you're here in America. You have rights. That's true. But they feel that government or police should be the only people with guns. They don't think the average American is responsible. I thought we don't enough, like police anymore. But they are, they shouldn't have guns. They're okay. Well, we I, want to send social workers out. I to haven't deal with heard the problem. them say disarm the police. They still well, want we just, we'll just defund, 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 but not disarm. Oh, and then we say stupid policies like, oh, the police can't chase after you. They right. can't chase you in a car. Right. They can't chase you because down they the don't, street. They don't want innocent we'll people for getting caught in the crossfire between the police and whoever. I, I, I think it's, you know what? These policies will come home to roost very soon. Yeah. Migrants in the city of Chicago, the bail reform. The bail reform isn't out there yet. Still pending Ooh. in front of the Supreme Court. Put it all together and you can watch the chaos bubble. And to boil over. Uh, we'll see. Think on that. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. 
It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe Welcome I'm back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I want to go straight to the um, Chicago shooting, officer involved shooting that happened back in, I believe it was April 15th. Uh, Reginald Clay Jr., um, again, as I always say, unlike others who listen to the show, uh, I still want to wait until I want to hear the I want to hear why the officers were there. Why were they were they dispatched? Was it a gang? I, I believe what was that gang unit they have now? Uh, that gang at the escalation unit I, or something? I don't know. I have no idea. Anymore. But whatever it is, I, I want to hear. I want to hear all that. Um, if you, I showed you both the video. Yeah. Uh, Villan, without even saying anything, I want to get your take on what what you saw. Reginald Clay, when the officer arrived on scene, who was in plain clothes, um, um, they knew he was an officer. He has the badge and the, yeah. and the vest, bullet, well, gun and everything. Um, give me your take on what you saw. Number one, I saw a good shoot. Uh, as soon as he stepped up, got took off running. So he, he was already under suspicion. The police officer gave chase, chased him. I mean, through uh, uh, gangways that I wouldn't have ran down to try to chase anybody. The guy ran into a dead end. The officer waited, and this was all within a, a second or two. The guy turned around, ran at the police. He grabbed at his waist. I don't know if it was the... He pulled it out of his pocket or his waist, and the police still waited. The gun came out. Police officer still waited. Yeah. The gun came down to his crotch area. He saw the gun. Then the officer still waited. Yeah. Then he... Picked the gun up and pointed at the officer at the last second. That's when the officer shot him. Now, as far as I'm concerned, it was a good shoot, great shoot, but they're going to get him for yep. chasing the guy. Yep, that's what I think. They're going to get him for chasing the guy. He broke policy. Yep. I don't, I don't, I still don't, I don't see how that's still a fireable offense, you know. Under Brandon Johnson? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fireable. Well, they'll tell you it's part of the consent decree, but th- this is all of the. This is part of the defund the police movement. This yep. is the anti-police movement. And so you are handcuffing the police from giving chase like it would make sense. Um, they don't have him identified. They're chasing after him because they just saw something happen. And now there's a firearm that was brandished. Right. Yeah. And, and he didn't drop it. No. And he kept, the, the, he, first of all, it appears, so he takes it out from his pants and it was covered by his shirt. Mm-hmm. And then we get a chance to look at it frame by frame. Mm-hmm. Right. That officer is in real time, real in milliseconds, time. going, he's waiting, waiting, waiting. And then when that gun continues to rise, he has to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. And that's a difficult decision for any human being, no matter how much training you have. He makes the decision to shoot. The offender is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Then no, I it, thought he died. Oh, yeah, he died. Well, at that yeah. time, he was. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he, he then put his hands up then. As I was telling my son about these chases recently, if you don't resist yeah. and if you don't run, the likelihood of you being shot are about zero. So they said that he had a he had a Floyd card. He did not have a concealed carry card. But do we know That's why he what's ran? Been alleged because he had a gun on him. He right. he knew he, he knew he had a gun but on him. Does he have he a history? Like that's why I said let all of the information come out. Right. See, but, see, but see how that goes. I, I, I love these conversations, but but I love having these conversations because then I think of something else. Another issue for the officer: Did he render care? I, I don't. I don't think they show that. 
part. I don't know. No, they didn't show it, but on the news, it is. Yeah, it, it's gonna come uh, out. You know what? Actually, actually, um, I actually have the video here. During the break, I'll look at okay. it. Okay. To see, because uh, it's like a 10-minute video that Copa released. Oh, well, if it's 10 minutes, then yeah. he should have rendered care yeah. before 10 minutes. I'm sure yeah. he did, because otherwise, I'm sure they would have indicted him by now. Yeah. Or they, this yeah. would be if he didn't a much care? bigger. Yes, it would be a much bigger story, because just like in Adam Toledo and others, the officer shoots, and they are trained then to be to respond immediately mm-hmm. to, to, to render care and call in uh, support. So... They call another police officer. So it's a police officer involved shooting, and then they call an ambulance. So I'm looking at it. His partner uh, actually went right over there to him. Okay. And attempted to render care. Oh, okay. All right. So all right, that's um, off the table. But you know, we're gonna have more of these. And 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 I'm so I'm so afraid of the men and women who wear that badge and that shield. I'm so afraid of what's coming for them. And you know, I know you said that uh, Sawyer said give Brandon, or was it Sawyer that said give yeah, Brandon? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was Sawyer. An, a, a chance, an opportunity. Yeah. Based upon what he said and his past policy decisions, uh, that's what makes me afraid of him. Not Brandon Johnson being Brandon Johnson, but what he said about defunding the police. He believes that through and through. That, that wasn't just a, a political talking point. That's something he believes, I believe. Well, he, he, he put a few people around him at the last minute that advised him against that, like Ricky Hendon. He ended up taking him on yeah. as an advisor, and he said, man, don't do that. Don't yeah. don't, don't uh, defund the police or even talk about it anymore. Right. Well, I think it's important to note that talking about something, again, we go, from, we go from talk to reality, and the reality is Brandon Johnson is now the mayor. He, is a very, he will be. What, 15? He, he, he's extremely influential, and he wants people in the suburbs like me and my son and others to come back into the city, right? Right. And spend our money and work there and everything else. And he wants people to travel to the, to the city because Chicago is an international city. So defunding the police does not necessarily mean that what you're talking about in 2020 right. is when you're in charge now and people hold you accountable for safety. Now maybe he has to see it for what it is, not for what he dreams it should be. Right. So let's wait and see. Uh, Again, I'm not a fan of Brandon Johnson. I thought Paul Vallis would be better. Yeah. But now he's going to be on the clock. And when these shootings happen, let's see how he handles, how he handles them. You, you know, I... Um... <laughs> what, what happened? What happened, man? Just a comment I just saw. Oh, okay. Um, when it, when it, when it, I, I, oh, I was going to challenge you. Oh, okay. You said that, that it was a legit shoot. Now, I'm going to tell you something based upon my training experience that I've received from the Illinois Police Training Institute. Um, the moment he brought that gun out, I would have shot him. I know you would have. No, 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 no. I, w- I would have shot him to stop the threat because he became a threat to me. The moment he brandished that gun, based upon how I was trained, how the Police Training Institute trained us back then, now the culture has shifted that uh, um, that training. I know Schlosser, Schlossinger from um, Police Training Institute has tweaked uh, the, uh, the the shooting, the use of force um, continuum training. Uh, but the moment you, you brandish that weapon, so if he had, remember where I showed you, as soon as he brought the gun out and mm-hmm. you saw it, yeah. if he had shot him then, would you have a problem with the shoot? No. But see, your So how did you have a problem with I don't believe that. Why did you have a problem with the little Latino kid getting shot? Adam Toledo, you had a big problem. You had a big problem with the police shooting him. Because he didn't have a, he didn't have a gun in his hand anymore. He had, what? That, that, that's I the, showed you I that. No, I, I still, I didn't. 
Listen, I had a problem with You the, brandish a weapon, you become a threat. I, My job as a I police know. officer is to stop the threat, Listen, not kill. I, Police do not kill. I understand. They stop threats. I had a problem with the shoot, but I still said it was within a, a second, so I wouldn't I wouldn't come down on that officer. So if you were that. on COPA, how would you have ruled? I would have ruled for the officer. Okay. Okay, so but in both cases. In both cases. But see, in your um the way you think is is I'd rather be judged by twelve instead of carried by six. So you don't think about the consequences. I'm going home. I know. I see you're not. No, you no, no, no. The consequence is me dying. I, yeah. That's or somebody else. Or somebody but, else. But you have to understand the mindset of the officer. Now, his whole life Listen. is flashing before his eyes, the consequences, what's going on right now. That's why he waited as long as he Listen, did. Yeah, because and, and he, he could have gotten them killed. Yeah, he And you know what? Lieutenant, Lieutenant um, Dave Grossman. He had this training, and I believe in it wholeheartedly, the bulletproof mind. I know a lot of people talk about it and say it's not a good thing. And He's actually going to come on. I'm going to get him on the show. Um, but the police, they're trying to break that bulletproof mind uh, that, that cops have to have out there on the street. Because you're going from, and you, um, Reverend, you've done ride-alongs. You know how it is. You're going from domestics, or, or officer, I mean, a shooting. You're going to uh, fights. You're going to... All type of stuff, all in one shift. So you got to have a mindset that says, I'm going home no matter what is presented to me. And I don't want cops to lose that. Because should, let's just say, let's just say as soon as that officer pied that corner mm. and he shot at that officer, yeah. we wouldn't be hearing about this. No. No, you'd be hearing about a dead police officer. And as I said earlier, we're now so immune to that that we Chicago police officers getting killed in the line of duty is becoming more common. Yes. And, and, and police officer deaths aren't common. They should not become common, nor should murder in general become a common yeah. theme. So uh, it's it's a it's a very scary place in yeah. time in which we live. And it's a dang, it's a very dangerous place. Yes. And, and you know who's going to be affected by it the most? Black and brown. Because you're following these idiots. Straight to the gates of hell. You listen to Black and Right, we'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey, that's right. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back. To Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio, studio, with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. Um, my blood pressure is probably a little up right now. <laughs> We've been going to, we talked about a lot of different things today. Well, I've learned that I have to identify as uh, by continent now. So I'm going to identify <laughs> as European. So my that's where my ancestors are from. So I'm going to identify yeah. as European. Yeah, Phil identifies as a whole continent. Memphis as a continent. Mentioning Phil, uh, really quickly because we got to get this. Okay, he was just talking about about my comment two weeks ago about how black boys uh, is a Mm. a bad comment while referring to white white young men is a a term of endearment. I don't I I don't see how what we talked about today goes had anything to do with that. Yeah, have anything to do with that. He he wasn't listening. (laughs) That's probably what it was. Um, But you know, I, I I um I've spoken a couple of times. Uh, you guys ever heard of um, Three-Headed Eagle Alliance? Uh-uh. They need to get you not. over there to speak, Rebel Lady. I, I got to talk. We, maybe we'll talk to Debbie and get, get you over there to speak. But they got an event coming up on May 20th 
uh, Ken Cuccinelli is coming to speak at their Navigating Election Integrity, Steps to Transparent and Secure Elections. It's going to be uh, May 20th uh, from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Uh, I believe, I don't see, I don't see where on this flyer that she sent me. Uh, I'm wondering if there's, if that's in case, um, you know, Aquifa and all those people want to show up. But joining me to talk to, to discuss this and more is Debbie. And then now beat me up if I butcher your last name, because I always call you Debbie. Debbie Kanarowski. She's a founder perfect. of three. I, I, perfect. Perfect. Oh, well, I got to tell you, um, Rebeletti helped me with that, though. <laughs> I, I am of Polish descent from the European continent, so yes. But she's the founder of Three-Headed Eagle Alliance. Um, they started this almost three years ago, uh, where they educate voters and challenge leaders. Um, she's been a poll watcher since March 2020, and she started as an election ju- election integrity, working on election integrity since t- January 2021. She's also one of the most important positions in in, in in politics. She's a precinct committee person in Geneva. Debbie, welcome to Black and Right. Welcome back to Black and Right, I should say. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on So today. The, talk to us about what's going on with this, with Ken Cuccinelli. He's a former um, AG, right? Of uh, Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Yeah. He, he um, also is, he, he worked under President Trump for Homeland Security. Mm. He was a deputy under, uh, for Homeland Security. That's correct. So, um, anyway, we are having, uh, May 20th, a statewide, well, actually we're calling it a Midwest election integrity summit. And it's at Giorgio's in Orland Park. It should be at the bottom of that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see it. Oh, Giorgio's. That's my, my buddies over there that run that. In Orland Park. Yes. It's a great location. And so breakfast is at 7.30, and the summit actually starts at 9, and it includes lunch. And we need to prepare for what's coming in 2024. So we want to help educate you on how the left is influencing our elections. And uh, we have four speakers coming that we're flying in from Virginia, one being Ken Cuccinelli. Uh, The reason why a lot of uh, speakers come from from Virginia is uh, because they're a hot spot for election integrity expertise. Okay. Um, as you recall, there um, in there was the governor that flipped from the governor uh, Glenn Youngkin. Yeah. Before that was uh, blue, and now we have red, and they did that by one is poll watching. Um, they had a great poll-watching team out there, and so we're hoping to build our own poll-watching team here in Illinois, and we need everyone's help. And this will offer you the opportunity to learn about everything that's going on in election integrity with all of these speakers. Ken currently is the national chairman of Election Transparency Initiative. And um, so we hope that we can get a lot of people out there because we all know, I'm sure all the time you're talking about what's hap- going to happen in 2024. Now, now so you say we, now you say this was in Virginia. Uh, well, we have this is here in Illinois. I mean, the May 20th is in Illinois, but we're bringing in four speakers from Virginia. Oh, OK. Uh, when you talk about poll watching, I, I know there's, and I've been a, a committeeman for about 30 years. Are you also now talking about poll watchers that go and watch the opening of the early votes, the vote by mail? 
Uh, are, are Everything. You, okay. Because, you know, there's that's a lot of hours that people have to log in for free. And that's part of the issue, I think, is you just don't have enough people with that amount of time to do it. I've done it uh, at the um, one at the attorney general's office, two at the Will County State's attorney's office. We we went around did election integrity uh, and then three as a as a committeeman. And I've been a poll watcher and uh, I have represented people in uh, uh, election lawsuits, but it's hard to find people. So what, what, what is your suggestion or how do you encourage people to get there? Yeah, and Debbie, hold, hold that answer. You can answer that after the break. That's a very good question because Democrats have that operation because they have the money to fund the people to do it. So um, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. We're talking to Debbie from Three-Headed Eagle Alliance. We'll be right back. After all, you're only human. After all, don't put the blame on don't put your blame on me. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Before, we, before the break, we were talking with Debbie from Three-Headed Eagle Alliance. Uh, Dennis, can you pose that question again so she can answer? Yeah, it's the, the, the comes back to resources to have people be available to monitor vote by mail and uh, at the county. And then again, to be out on the street and be out at the polls, the Democrats have the apparatus and the resources and the money to pay people. How are we going to turn the corner on that? Because that's what we find, that we don't have enough committeemen and or volunteers to do it. Well, that's part of the reason why I'm on today is because we need to get volunteers. And you could work four hours or you could work 100 hours. It's your choice. But I um, and you also could, there's a lot of other opportunities that you we have election judges that we need. Um, and there's things that you can do working from home and not having to go out. Um, we have a coalition that we started in 2022. And uh, that coalition um, is we meet we talk, get together once a week. And that just as a Zoom call. And we're doing an ongoing effort to recruit, train, and deploy election observers or poll watchers. Yeah, okay. um, so like- it's really important. There's a lot of different ways to get involved. And I guess my question to anyone who says, I don't have time, is let's care about our, our country right now and understand that this is critical that we all become active uh, that we put our time and effort, whatever extra minutes that we have, this is critical right now. We all know 2024 is where we need to start. And stop complaining. I, uh, we, I, like, I like to get down to the bottom line. How do you expect to have uh, election integrity here in Illinois, and, and it's a corrupt state, corrupt counties, and a corrupt city? You got uh, a voter... Uh, registration on the spot you have these mail-in ballots with scribbled names on the back and you don't you can't identify the name but it's counted anyway you have all this corrupt stuff going on and and they get the vote all month spoken like a true indiana how do you how do you how do you get any form of election integrity here in illinois it's it's corrupt well i think that all of us are working and we have seen some changes. If you take one piece at a time, and that's what each of us focus on different areas. So we have 
uh, here in Kane County, we have a whole poll watching team. And uh, then there's also people working on voter maintenance throughout the state, voter list maintenance. We have a team working on that. And we have, uh, like I said, this coalition, the statewide coalition, where we learn, we work with national people. And that's who we're, that are coming to this event. And that's how we learn and we can take each part. For example, there's this U.S. Alliance for Excellent Elections here in King County. And there's many of us working on trying to stop that where they're infiltrating within our elections. So you have to take it by piece. You don't look at the whole everything and just say, oh, it's all bad because we've made a difference. You don't see it on the news. But here in King County, we won a court case. And uh, for election judges, there were some election judges that were listed as uh, Democrats that were acting as Republican, had badges for Republican judges. And we were we went to court and they said, no, that's not going to happen. And they allowed they took those people off as election judges. So So you take little pieces at a time it eventually starts making a difference. So, Debbie, tell people where they can go and, and, and be a part of this event that's coming up on May 20th. Um, where can they purchase tickets, and how can they get involved with Three-Headed Eagle Alliance? So the, the tickets, you can go to threeheadedeagleallianceorg and that's where it to spell it out, threeheadedeagleallianceorg And you can get the tickets there. And or you can email info at threeheadedeagleallianceorg.com if you'd like more information. And again, it's at Giorgio's in Orland Park on May 20th. The actual, the breakfast starts at 730 and then nine o'clock is uh, when the actual summit starts. So there'll be lunch included. So we hope to see a lot of people there that care about the state of Illinois and care about our country and want to make a difference instead of just talking about it. As you've said before, John Anthony, you you totally have explained the importance of um, our uh, getting involved yeah. to make a difference. That's right. Um, Debbie from Three-Headed Eagle Alliance, thank you so much for joining in Black and Right today, and let's hope um, we get some people out there. Uh, I'll definitely be there. Um, and uh, you know I you are an amazing person, and anytime you want to come on here, you just let me know, okay? Thanks so much, Don. Thanks for having us on and uh, promoting our event. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Um, you know, <laughs> you made kind of a, a good point in a, in a state like Illinois. Um, getting that through, it has to start local, right? Yeah, and then I was about to um, go in another direction. They, uh, they won't even clean up the voter rolls. You think oh, that, no, no, Dennis, wasn't it a bill passed where the photo rolls have to be cleared, though, Dennis? Yeah, they, they're supposed to be, but we're not quite there yet. So no, I mean, really, that should be the first thing, right? Been, because I, you're mailing out ballots to dead people, people who have moved, people who haven't lived in that house for 15 years are getting... I hear those stories all you, the time. Yeah, listen, I was just about to say, I've been out of Illinois for about 11 years, and I just got some mails to my house in Indiana <laughs> for for the jam, for the uh, for the mayor's race. Think about that. Think about that. They mailed me some stuff in Indiana. <laughs> you listen to the black and right, Mike, Mark. Hold the line. We'll get you when we get when we get back. Come on, get down. There's only three things that you.
This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Mark, man on the street. What's up, brother? How many balls did hey, you catch out of Wrigley? Hey, it's Mark Wire. Cubs won today, four to two. Uh, Mark Wire, our man on the street. Real quick report: I was, I did a bunch of things this week. I was in Springfield for the Lincoln Day dinner, hanging out with uh, Tom Devore, Richard Porter, and uh, Ke- uh, Kellyanne Conway was the speaker. I was a little disappointed that the food was served on plastic plates with plastic utensils, oh. and there was no ice at the bar, the cash bar. Ouch! But I've got an article. I've got an article coming out in uh, Illinois Review, I think, uh, uh, possibly tomorrow. Also, I went to the Right to Life dinner last night. It was tremendous. Kaylee McNair was the uh, keynote speaker. Ooh. About 1,000 people there. And uh, the pro-life movement's going. Hey, three quick events coming up this week. On Monday, uh, you're welcome to join, John, we're, and uh, the rest of you guys, Berlan and the prosecutor. We're going to be out at Soldier Field for a parade for Special Olympics at 9 in the morning. There are going to be about uh, a couple thousand kids uh, kicking off, they're going to light the torch for Special Olympic Chicago at Soldier Field Monday. I think anybody can go. It's just uh, oh, nice. a cool event. On Wednesday, Three-Headed Eagle, you just had Debbie on. They've got another event Wednesday. She uh, just out at the Copper Fox restaurant in Geneva, and they're going to have a speaker. Wednesday night is free. You buy your own food, and that's Wednesday at 6 p.m. And then Monday I'm going, and you guys can come with me. I'm going to the inauguration for Brandon Johnson. So uh, I'm going to get my peace of my mind about what's going on with the crime. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> hey, Mark, before you before you Real run, quick. But, uh, did I do okay this week? Did I keep it above board? You, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. I, uh, you know, I'd like a little more talk about solutions and not about, <laughs> you know, no offense, uh, race and stuff. That's important. But we got to work on, we got to save Chicago. We got to figure out something because I'm not leaving. We got the three of you guys, you, we got to get together. We got to save Chicago. Hey, Mark, I don't think you listened to the whole show because all we talked about was solutions today. Yeah, we did talk about <laughs> solutions today. We didn't really touch on race. You felt that the was feel. Yeah. I tuned in late. Jim Economist is his birthday today. Happy birthday. We wished Jim. him a happy birthday. We gave him a song and everything. Oh, wow. Right, I'm going to have to re-listen the whole show. I'll all right. You guys Mark, to- man on the street, thanks so much for joining. Let's go to Mike from the North site. Mike! Mike, your guy hasn't called me yet. Yeah, I just want to know what the heck was was going on. Berlan did not make the debate. I bought cigars from the sponsor. I was passing them out. Everybody I got was one. unanimous. They, you got one? Everybody agreed that a black man should not listen to George Michael. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, I uh, wish I was there for that. Yeah. My job threw me a curveball, man. Go ahead, real quick. A, a, a couple of things. Why is it the Republicans always have a cash bar? How come they never have an open bar? And I hope you weren't spilling any secrets to that woman that was having a, a drink with us afterwards. She's an FBI agent. I kept trying oh, to yeah. wake you I up. Know, I know who I she know was. You got the sign. Wow. I know. So, so she's going to come on the show to talk about some of the stuff that she does. Okay, which guy was supposed to call you? Which of my guys? Yeah, the guy we were out there talking with. Um, oh, oh, the colonel. The colonel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Give me your number, and I'll... Uh, All right. I just hey. left him. I'm running between the club and church. Pete, Pete, hold him on the line. I'll come in there and give him my number. All right, thanks, Mike, from the north side. See, right. John, when I have fundraisers, we have at least beer and wine yeah. and pop for free. You're not going to come to an event with us in Addison Township and not yeah. enjoy yourourself, but... And ask somebody for a hundred or one hundred fifty dollars, and they have a cash right. bar. That's mm, that ain't right. right. But you know what, John? I I talked to Jim Zay, who's the DuPage County Republican I chairman. Know, yeah, 
And I talked to him the other day, and I said I wanted to have him talk to you to get him on the show because he is under fire, and there's a lot of people that are nitpicking and how things are going in DuPage County, and and it's a it's a very difficult job, and it's yeah. it's now rolling against the tide, and I think you should have him come on and talk about the future. Bring him on, um, Belly of the Beast up next. Don't forget www.blackandrightradio.com. Buy the merch. The line really quickly. Phil called me a flip-flop. Now I'm upset. You 11-pointer now? Now I'm 11-pointer. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us. YouTube, Rumble, Facebook. Uh, love you guys. See you next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.